You know, why, why, why do you think the, the psalmist wrote Psalm 107, let the redeem of the Lord say so? I mean, you think about that. What is the power of God's people sharing what they've seen, like what we've seen in these testaments? Because we, when we hear it, we know it's powerful. What is it that makes it powerful? I think, I think it's because, you know, we, we go through seasons of life where honestly, we live on the faith of other people. There are times your faith is strong, but there are times where your faith is weak and we live on the faith of other people. And you know, when it comes to trusting God, we don't trust God because of what we see. We trust God because of who He is, what He's promised, and what we've already seen him do. And so when we, when we share our stories, literally as, as we're remembering, our mem- your memories with God actually mean something. Your memories with God are something that God uses to inspire and, and speak faith into somebody else's life. And I want Nate and Amanda Morris to come to the platform. You know, we've heard stories of how God moves and he works in miraculous ways in a hospital room. We've, uh, you know, we've heard how God works even in unexpected ways in, in a county jail through a guy who said, even though if it costs me, I'm gonna do the right thing. I want you to hear a, a story, uh, Nate and Amanda, uh, just ordinary people that God, their story literally gives glory to God because it was an unexpected thing that nobody saw coming. And yet what God did in this was something that I think was life-changing that, that even as we listen today might give us the, you know, this whole thing, well, I don't have anything to give God praise for. Listen, what God does, He just does through ordinary people. And what you're gonna hear is just a powerful thing. It's not about them, honestly. It's about what God wanted to do. And so I'm gonna go ahead and grab this mic here. Um, this, this whole story, uh, by the way, if you don't know Nate and Amanda Morris, uh, and some of my favorite people in the world, Nate serves on uh, on the church board here at Grace. And actually the story started last year in a board meeting. Remember that night? <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, to give you guys a little bit of background, we have three, we had three boys and uh, we decided to go for one more. We had four miscarries and... Uh, Mandy had every one of her friends and family praying for a little baby, and they knew she wanted a girl, obviously. So they prayed and prayed for a girl, and we got our little Mila. and uh, Mandy would ask me, or I would ask her what she wanted for her birthday, and she said, I just want a baby girl. And I'm like, that's, that's not easy to do. And uh, so Mila was born September 2nd, and she was holding her on her birthday, September 5th, which was a really cool thing, yeah. but... I think that we had so many people praying for us for a, a baby girl or a baby that we got another baby. So, but uh, yeah, we were at a board meeting and we were there a little early and Keith was talking about uh, Roe versus Wade, if it gets overturned, how Christian families need to be up for adoption or willing to do it. And I made a comment, I was like, I think Mandy and I would do that if it happened, you know? And we were in that board meeting and within 15 minutes, I get a text from my sister that said, hey, would you guys be... Um, interested in adopting a baby girl. And I'm like, uh, what's that? Yeah, out of Alaska. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is weird. And so the board meeting went on and I talked to Keith right after the board meeting and I showed him, he's like, well, that's confirmation, you're getting a baby. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we'll see what happens. 
Well, so, so I, I know you went home and told Amanda, but, but like unbeknownst, there, there was more to the story like behind the scenes that was happening in her, her life. Can, can Amanda share the whole story that was going behind the scenes you didn't know about at the time? Yeah, so behind the scenes, Amber's birth mom and Amber's mom is Erin. Erin is a devout Christian woman. And when she found out her daughter was pregnant, her number one prayer and goal and plead was just life. Give the baby life. Just choose life. And, um, you know, she told her daughter that, but kept it simple. She said she was at war. She said, I was at war. It was between me and God, just praying that this baby would choose life because everyone else in Amber's life was like, go get an abortion. What's the big deal? Who cares? Get it over with. Are you? Do you need attention? Why would you go through with this pregnancy? So that's what she had been being fed. Um, so she actually did proceed and look into abortion and um, she went, didn't have a lot of peace with that. So she ended up going to get an ultrasound at a Christian clinic and um, she saw the baby's heartbeat. And that's where she decided, okay, I'm going to choose life. I know I don't want to raise this baby, but I'm going to find a family for this baby. You know, by the way, I'm just going to interrupt. This has nothing to do with the story, but you know, a couple of years ago for Christmas gifts for Christ, we we raised money for uh, for an ultrasound machine, and honestly, that's why we do this um, because of the story. Well, I, I I know that. Okay, so this has happened behind the scenes. Nate, you go home, you go home and tell Amanda. What was Amanda's reaction? Well, I mean, typical guy, you know, I I don't say anything to her about it right away, and then we. <laughs> We get into bed, we get into bed, and I'm like, oh, hey, by the way. And I, I handed her the phone, and she's like, what? You can't throw a bomb on me like this at night? Like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. Well, well so, so I, honestly, you get that. I mean, how was it that God brought you to a place of confirmation? So I had a million questions, because that's who I am. It's 7,000 questions. First thing he did is he showed me the picture of Amber and I kind of, my eyes well up and I said, she looks like me. You know, oh my goodness, like that's crazy. Um, so I said, okay, we told his sister Sheree, who was kind of our only person in contact. I said, I really, I need a few days. Like I need to really pray about this. We have four beautiful, very active kids. My baby was only like eight, seven, eight-ish months. Um, and we know nothing about this baby is, you know, what's involved. We don't know anything. So I need a few days to just really, really pray about it. And I want to know that the baby is going to a home that she needs to go to. There's lots of, you know, people struggle with infertility and all the things. So I don't want to just, yeah, we'll take a baby. I had to honor my kids and honor this baby. So in the couple days, I was just really praying like, God, I need total confirmation. I need to know without a shadow of a doubt that we are supposed to proceed with this. Um, and whatever that means, who knows? So Nate got the text on Tuesday about the adoption. Sunday before that, so just two days before that, I had said a prayer in church like for God to use Nate and I as a couple, use us family, life group, use us as a couple, which I've never said that prayer before as a couple. I even analyzed it, but I said that prayer. Didn't think much of it after Sunday, like typical. Tuesday, we get the text. Thursday morning, I'm folding clothes. It was summer vacation. My oldest son was seven and he's analytical like me and comes asks me 7,000 questions about the adoption because we had told them right away, what would you guys think of this? What would you, they were all open to it. And so as we were talking, he said, mom, God's gonna use you and dad with this baby. And he <laughs> quoted my prayer. 
and the hairs on my arm stood up and I knew automatically, because we don't talk like that. It's not words he uses. I knew, I said, what'd you say, son? He said, God's going to use you and dad with this baby. And I said, well, he's going to use our whole family. And so I called Nate and he's like, well, I guess you got your confirmation. <laughs> so I called his sister and said, okay, we're all in. Now what? It, well, and, and that was the crazy thing. Cause I remember uh, hearing the story. I mean, grandma was very protective, obviously like, you know, if God's done a miracle, she's, she's gonna have this baby. She's gotta go to the right family. But yeah, like to, to work with an adoption agency, they were very overwhelmed at that. And if I remember right, Amber had somehow through this whole thing, there were three options, three families. And, and I, uh, so Nate, Nate and Amanda called us and said, hey, we're going on a life group, life group camping trip. Can you watch Mila, their daughter? Uh, and, and I'm like, yeah, sure. She can stay at her house and, and all that. Well, while, while you guys were on the trip, I know that you guys had like a Skype uh, call with, with Amber and, and you guys just said, why don't you just come out and visit our family? Share, I want you to share that whole thing, what happened when, when she came out for that. Because I know you're going to try to get to know her, let her get to know you, that sort of thing. Yes, she came out to visit us for three days, and she, you know, she walks through the door, and here's this beautiful, sweet little girl that I just had this, and I know it doesn't make sense to many people, but I just had this deep love for her right off the bat, and this appreciation, and I just felt this, like, mama protection over her. And... um so she just spent three days getting to know us. Our little Mac was only four at the time and wrote her notes and cards every single day, all throughout the day. Um, just We all just enjoyed her so much. So we decided to have a barbecue so our friends and our family could come meet her. She could see who we do life with, who the baby would grow up around. And so um, I noticed her nails needed done. I said, hey, let's do your nails. Let me do your nails before the party. So we did her nails and her toes. And she was just like, oh, I can't believe you're touching my feet. And just, you know, it was just, we had a sweet moment. I told her, hey, we named the baby. I know you haven't chosen us, but we named her Maddie Amber after you. I want her to grow up knowing you, you know, and honoring that you chose life for her and you chose this for her. Um, and in our conversation, she says, I was going to wait to the end to tell you guys this, but it's you guys. I chose, it's your family. I knew the second I walked through the door, I knew the feeling I got in your house that I choose you guys to, to raise my baby. Um, and so our barbecue turned from just a meet and greet into a huge celebration and a really special time. Well, I know I, that whole thing was so cool, but obviously we had talked, we were talking through this and we were praying because it wasn't like, I mean, the story is not, there's so many details she could back out at any time. There's all of this thing, like, God, is this really going to happen? But it was kind of cool. Another confirmation was a lawyer heard about what you guys were facing that actually did some of this work. And he said, I believe in life and I'm not gonna charge you guys a dime for what we're going to do and came alongside the family. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't just that, like this whole time you have other people that are asking, well, are you really gonna get her? And so you guys did something a little extreme. What, what'd you guys do? Uh, we had her come move in with us for a month, pretty much. Yeah. And so we had a pregnant lady in our house for a month. <laughs> it was, my wife took care of it all though. <laughs> but no, it was awesome. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just had knee surgery, so... Uh, it was so good it, timing. Yeah, it was great timing. That, that worked out great. Well, you know, it was interesting because what I, uh, what I love is that not only 
did she just move in? It was almost like she became part of your family during that time, which even I've had the chance to meet Amber and she's a sweetheart. And if you're watching Amber, we love you and we're proud of you. But, um, but you know, on the day you're going to the clinic and I love the fact that you're gonna take her for coffee. I want you to share that whole thing because you still, all of these things are happening. It's a whirlwind. Share kind of what God was doing even in, on the day that the baby's yeah, gonna be born. We might make this sound kind of simple and it was as smooth as process as it could have been, but it was a lot. And um, I'm so thankful for Abby McCrary when I was having one of those SOS days. She came and she talked me through and she kept reminding me of all the, God had given me little snippets along the way, you know, with Grant. And, and that kept me, because you have people in your ear. Why would you do this? Why would, you know, and it gets in your head and you know you're doing what you're, you know you're doing God's will, but it was still a battle. So the morning, Amber goes into labor, we go to the hospital and I saw that Grace was giving um, Starbucks coffee and I, I needed, I needed like to breathe, you know? <laughs> this was, it was, it was, I love this girl, but I know what she's gonna go through in a, in a couple hours. And it was just this weird, weird, hard thing and so special to be there. So anyway, I go to get us a Starbucks and go through the drive-thru and the lady at the drive-thru says, how are you today? I was like, I'm fine. You know, just, I'm good, thanks. And then I said, I'm not good. I'm great. I said, I'm having a baby born today. And she just looked at me and said, we're adopting a baby. She's being born right now. Mom is in labor and I'm going to get a baby today. And she just paused and she said, I was adopted too. And I'm thankful every single day for that decision. And I just started crying because I knew it was another one of those snippets that I needed to get through a really um, emotional day. And we did it. <laughs> and you know, one of the coolest, uh, the coolest things was after Maddie was born, we had the dedication and it was in our 9.30 service that day. And it was the coolest thing because Amber, the birth mom flew in to be there for the dedication. And man, as an entire church body, we were able to honor this girl for choosing life and, and just love her. And man, I, I look at what is going on now. I mean, Nate, you know, when you look at this little girl, it's been a year, not even a year yet, that she's been part of your family. I mean, what has she brought to you guys? How has God blessed you through Maddie? Yeah, Maddie's a little angel. She's by far the best baby we've had, <laughs> so... But it was really good for our daughter, Myla. She needed a sister and God knew she needed a sister. So that's been, that's been amazing, but. Which is just so great. Yeah. Well, you know, um, the, the story, you know, we were talking about what, what's so powerful about a story. Nate told me a few months ago, he's like, dude, I don't know what it is, but every time I share the story, the person I'm telling it to starts crying. What is up with that? So I decided I was gonna try it out. We had, uh, we had a, uh, the Lifeline Pregnancy Center was being interviewed for, by NPR. And so they had asked, uh, they were doing kind of a feature on the whole, you know, since Roe v. Wade type thing. And so they asked if I would be part of that as a pastor that supports Lifeline. And so I'm, in, so I'm being interviewed by this reporter from NPR, which I found out later, she had told me the story. I mean, like she's, most of her life she spent on the front lines embedded in the Middle East. She said, I've seen crazy things, terrible things. I've seen the worst of humanity. And then she was also a reporter from the White House. So she's probably also seen the worst of humanity there too. I mean, you know, like, but, but she was talking about, uh, you know, 
you know, all these different things. And she asked me a question and I don't think she was not, she was not unkind at all. She was very respectful, but there was a little bit of the edge to the question. And she said, I'm just curious after Roe v. Wade, are, is, is the church, you know, are they just a church that likes to stand up and protest against abortion or do they care enough to be the solution on the other side of Roe v. Wade and actually not just protest for life, but do something about it? And I said, well, I can't speak for all churches and I can't speak for everyone. I said, but I can tell you a story. And I told her, the, I told her Maddie's story. And this, uh, this <laughs> tough NPR reporter, her eyes filled with tears. And she told me at the end, she said, that might be one of the greatest stories I've ever heard. And I thought, man, you know, we, we discount the power of testimony, like, like this is not about, oh, look at Nate and Amanda, what a great couple they were. No, 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 this is not about that at all. They, in fact, God had to give confirmation. It was literally, this was a, a God story. But when we look back, man, we can see what God was doing all along. And now when they say the story, the only person that gets the glory through this story is God. And I know you guys went off the platform, so I'll let you guys go down. Can we thank Nate and Amanda for sharing, sharing this story? But I would say this as the, as the music team comes out, we're gonna close with a song. Um, you know, I, I think about the power of, of a story. Let the redeemed of the, of the Lord say so. And there's sometimes that we're like, man, I don't know that I have that great of a story. But man, I don't know, every story is about God. And you know, I would say this, like when, when we talk about abortion, sometimes there are people that have actually uh, walked through this and we have such a diverse crowd and, and, and some, some have actually been there where they've, they've gone through having an abortion. And, and this story is not a story of, oh, shame, terrible. No, no, you know, what, what God can do is even through our sins and our mistakes of the past, he can redeem and he can restore. And man, if that's you, that's what he wants to do in you and through you. Honestly, you're like, I don't wanna share this. Man, some of the most powerful stories are, man, this was, a, was who I was. This is what, what I did. But here's what God has done. And here's what he changed me. And those stories give hope to the hopeless. And so as we come to the close of this service, Man, at the end of the song, just consider yourself dismissed. When, they, when, they stop, when we stop singing, you just consider yourself dismissed. But here's my challenge. This Thanksgiving, enjoy the turkey, enjoy the football, enjoy the family, all of that. But don't miss the opportunity to be part of Psalm 107, to, to remind somebody else that the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures to all generations. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so this week. Say so and see what God does in response. Would you stand as we close this service, giving God thanks for who he is and what he's done?